0: That have been sung the prayers that have been prayed the opportunity to worship you and giving and now as we look into your word we ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our hearts and it will grow thereby we thank you for the gathering today and god we thank you for this season that we are celebrating and consecrating ourselves for that you will be glorified in our lives we thank you we honor you for it all in your son jesus name we pray amen, amen. we are into our fifth episode of our series entitled Empty and Filled, and today we are going to talk about another aspect of this Lenten season. We have to realize, or we have to come to the point that we know that we have, We have to know that and realize that we can't do anything even though we try to cover up our sin. We have to realize that there is a relief for our sin, but it's not in anything that we can actually do. Once we come to that realization, I believe that we can move in a direction that God will have for us to move in. But as long as we think that we have the ability, then we will be forever frustrated, forever upset, and forever in torment. Because have you ever? try to help a butterfly to come out of its cocoon and see the results of your helping him. Because if you have never tried it, us individuals that like to do those kind of things, we find out the hard way that part of the process of the caterpillar's final transition to a butterfly is him breaking out of the cocoon. But if you assist him, you actually cause him complications. And so sometimes we get ourselves wrapped around the fact that if I look like I'm doing good, then I'm okay. And so just like that, we wrap ourselves around the fact that as long as no one says nothing, I must be okay. But I want to point out today, this is where we're going today. I want us to recognize that if we look at our own sin and we recognize that we have sinned, what it should do, it should lead us to worship God for his grace, his unmerited favor, his unconditional favor toward us that even though we have He still does. Even though we have sin, he still loves us. Because some of us don't play in that band. If you do me wrong, don't come back and talk to me. If you say something crazy about me, don't even look my way. I ain't talking about you. Just look straight ahead. So... Our previous episodes, in episode number one in our sub-series called The Real, we talked about the real real, which was sin. That is the real thing. We have to acknowledge that sin has caused us complications. The next thing we talked about in episode number two was the real right. And the real right is us walking in righteousness, God's way of doing being, and living right. Then we jumped and talked about the real reference. The real reference point is repentance, to turn away from what we've done into a new direction. Then last week we talked about the real mission. Our real mission is to be obedient to the word of God and that leads us to our fifth episode our fifth episode is going to be entitled the real recognition when I was growing up there was this saying that when you were talking junk to somebody they would say you better recognize in order to get you to become aware that you may be dealing with something that you really don't know the totality of. And so today we're going to look at what we really should be recognizing, which then means that's really what we should be focusing on. Let's jump into the definitions. uh? Definitions are, number one, length. Lent is the quadragesimal fast or fast of 40 days observed by the Christian church before Easter, the festival of our Savior's resurrection. It begins on Ash Wednesday and continues till Easter. Empty means containing nothing or nothing but air. Filled means to be made full or supplied with abundance. Real means actually being or existing. Not fictitious or imaginary. It's true. It's genuine. It's not artificial, not counter, not uh, artificial, not counterfeit, and not fictitious. And then finally, recognition. Recognition is acknowledgment, a subtle, solemn avowal by which a thing is owned or declared to belong to, or by which the remembrance of it is revived. We're going to be in Hebrews the tenth chapter. In the English Standard Version, starting at the first verse, and it says this, For since the law has but a shadow of the good things to come, instead of the true form of these realities, it can never, by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. Otherwise would they not have ceased to be offered, since the worshippers having once been cleansed, would no longer have any conscious consciousness of sin. But in these sacrifices, there is a reminder of sin every year. For it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Consequently, when Christ came into the world, he said, sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body have you prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings, you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written of me in the scroll of the book. Then he said, Above you have neither desired nor taken pleasures and sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings. These are offered according to the law. Then he added, Behold, I have come to do your will. He does away with the first in order to establish the second. And by that will, we will have sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good soul of our heart in Jesus' name. Let's do this dance real quick. This should be a short dance today, but I ain't going to promise. Another aspect of Lent is us going through this time period to recognize that it's a time of waiting for God to fulfill his promise. It was a, It's a time of us recognizing that the people were waiting for Messiah to manifest. He, they wanted the Savior, Emmanuel, God with us, to be present in their lives. And it reminds us th- that they were waiting for the true salvation. The, the atonement that happened every year was not getting it because it just reminded us that we were short and everything was not falling into place. But we now need to get to this point whereby Messiah has come. And we're still waiting. And we were still waiting. But then Jesus was born. And, and, and it was certainly a joyous celebration. It was a, a, a great achievement. And the angels even sung about his showing up. And it was a most important event However, even more important was his death and resurrection, which was the real fulfillment of God's promise. And it also was not only that it was the fulfillment of the promise, it was also what was required by law. As we look at this Hebrews the 10th chapter, the 1st through the 12th verses, we see that this was something that happened annually. This was an event where we came together and we sacrificed all these animals in order to say that for, next, for the next year that we are going to be without sin. And we had to do it every year. And every year. And every year, and every year, I, I bet you them priests had some big old arms on them jokers, <laughs> having to lift all that stuff and put it in the, in the brazen altar, and the, and then they had to take it off, and they had to lift, and they, I bet you them priests were some pretty pretty buff guys, every year. But it kept reminding us that our sin really wasn't taken away, it just was atoned for for that year. So it was always revealing to us that we were okay, but we were not rescued, we were not delivered, we were not set free from the situation. So the law only shows us or becomes a magnifying glass that we keep coming short of God's glorious standard. And the law keeps emphasizing that, that all your efforts are useless and futile. You have to even have animals help you to get in right standing. You you can't do it in yourself. And it kept going on and on and on and on until the time came and everything was in the right position and Jesus comes down into the earth. And when he comes into the earth, he says that I have not come to abolish the law. I've come to fulfill it. I've come to show you. That the law has a purpose which is to guide you to the promise. Mm -hmm. And so he comes in the body that was prepared because it required the sacrifice of perfection. And no man could fulfill that law. There was a... Book series called The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That the book is way, way better than the movie. But the thing that folks keep forgetting about is that the writer of The Lion and Rich, The Lion, the Witch, and the uh, Wardrobe was actually a Christian. And Aslan, the Lion, was actually a symbolic representation of Jesus. And in the the story, what happened was evil had come and taken over, and they were going to sacrifice one of the children, and Aslan says, no, I'll take their place. And as evil killed Aslan, and he died on the altar that they sacrificed him on, And they were celebrating, and then after some time, the altar broke. Aslan was resurrected. And when they ran up to Aslan and they said, Aslan, what's going on? He said that evil only knew the law that began at time. However, before time began, a new law was established. And they did not know that the law was if anyone who died for someone in someone's place that was guilty, then that would erase the guilt of the one that was guilty. And simultaneously, it would bring the person that did the sacrifice to life. Now, that don't make sense to us sacrifice myself for someone else's guilt. Well, that's why we had to have a Savior, because none of us wanted to do that. None of us would really be feeling that we were able to do that. And so the Hebrew writer is walking us through this process and letting us see this is what had to happen, because none of us met the qualifications, We were all deficiency. David said that we all had a little bit of iniquity in us from birth, and so we couldn't fulfill the requirement. We kind of fell into the same pattern as everyone else, and we needed something to be done for us, but we didn't really want to acknowledge that we needed something done for us. We want to do it for ourselves. So as we look at the system that was established, this mosaic system that was established, it, 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 it had uh, this process that would just atone, would would just kind of abate or postpone what was coming down the road. It It was a... Repetitive sacrifice. Every year it happened. And they were there to remind us of the sin. And it also reminded us that the blood of the animals really wasn't doing anything for us. It was just kind of covering for us. And that's why the Jesus had to come because he had to show us the perfect way and to remove from us the power that sin had over us. But now I went through all that to get us to the real recognition. Because God has done all that for us. Because he has set up this elaborate plan for us. Because he has laid it out for us. We should be appreciative to him. However, comma. Our appreciation with God sometimes is non-existent. Our appreciation, a lot of times, only is for the 20 minutes on a Sunday morning when there's music playing. Our appreciation is sometimes non-existent. But... But however, however, though, but however, whenever I'm in trouble, I get on the main line and I tell him what I want. Whenever folks ain't acting right, I call on him and ask him to give me strength before somebody lose their lives. But if we think about... What is really going on in this situation? You that were sentenced to die a death of eternity, total separation from God. And God says, I don't want that for you. I'm going to go ahead and pay the price for you. And I'm going to unlock any hindrance for you in order for you to receive this gift I have for you. There's nothing holding you back. All you got to do is accept this gift. Now, Because some of us have not had the prison experience, we don't really understand what it's like not to have liberty. Time out don't give you that experience. Detention don't give you that experience. But some of us have to realize that we, do not have to be locked up any longer. Because once we accept the gift that God has given us, even though the cell felt comfortable, you don't have to be locked in that cell. There was an old uh, sitcom, we didn't call them sitcoms back then, but we call them sitcoms today, called Andy Griffin. It's a little town called Mayberry in North Carolina. And on the Andy Griffith show, they had the town drunk. And the town drunk, when he got too drunk to drive, he would just walk into the sheriff's office, get the key off the wall, unlock a cell, and go sit in the cell. Because that was, when he was in that condition, that... Was the best place for him to be. And sometimes, I can't think of the guy's name right now. Otis, thank you, baby. And when old, sometimes we act like Otis, when we transgress against God and we do something wrong, instead of asking God for forgiveness, we walk back to the old cell that we were in and we lock ourselves. Oh, not even lock ourselves, we just walk back in there and close the door so we're back into the comfortable environment of being in bondage. But the problem is that God has destroyed all the locks once we become his child. I had a problem. I shouldn't say I had a problem. I just didn't totally agree with a certain song that was very popular. Because they, there was song, the song. The song said, uh, J- "Jesus uh, breaks every chain." But I was like, is that, "How can you break something that's already been broken? Why are y'all jumping up and down if you realize that you are not in bondage because of the chains? You're in bondage because of your mentality." The chains have been broken. They were broken once and for all on Calvary. And because they were broken once and for all on Calvary, they, they can wrap around you, but they can't hold you. All you have to do is step out and walk the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. Now, I said all this to talk about the real recognition. The real recognition is acknowledging God in all your ways. Lord, I thank you for letting me get up this morning. Mm-hmm. Lord, my my back's st- my back feeling a little funny, but at least I can feel my back. Mm-hmm. Lord, I, I I thank you that I'm able to at least walk across the room. I can't move as quickly as I could move, but I can still move. Lord, you know. Instead of waiting till Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, whenever you gather with other believers and wait for music to play, sometimes you gotta make your own little song. It may not meet all the the, 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 the music theory, but however, it's your song. It's your song. You sing it the way you need to sing it, and let God know I appreciate all that you've done for me. The real recognition is not what you do around everybody, it's what you do when it's just you and God. Do you acknowledge Him when it's just you and Him? Or you just know He's there and don't even worry about it? Is He your safety net or is He your companion? Is he there that you acknowledge him? Is it there? Is he there, and you uh, 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 let him know that you appreciate him being there? Sometimes we get so caught up in the in the world, and we get caught up in in, in the processes, just like the Israelites did. Every year they wouldn't worry about it. They say, "Well, atonement's coming up. I'm good. Atonement's coming up. I'm good." And they get locked into that process and don't realize what deficit that they are in in their lives because they are not acknowledging that they are coming up short. But those that have accepted the sacrifice of Jesus into their lives have now gotten a hold of the sacrifice that is an eternal sacrifice. Is paid the price forever and ever, amen. It is so strong, the sacrifice, it even went back into the history and changed things in history. But yet today, we don't even say "Thank thank you. Now see, I came up in a day when when you would have all the family over and because you was a child, you got to go first through the line. But the one thing that would get you in trouble, when somebody was serving you and you did not say, thank you. You get told, give me that plate, get your butt in the back of the line until you can understand what you're supposed to do. And then everybody else behind you be like, thank you! Thank you! You know, they gonna make sure that everything is good for them. And sometimes I, I feel like we do the same thing with God. It, 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 we're so sure that it's going to happen, we forget to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. We, we we miss the point of saying thank you. If we don't say thank you, then that means we don't acknowledge that a person Is showing us love. They're showing us appreciation. Thank you. And we don't. And if we would just take time and use this season as we're preparing for next, this upcoming Sunday is what they call Palm Sunday. The Sunday after that is Resurrection Sunday. And and some folks are gonna be the most uh, outwardly outwardly showing holiness that, that they are the entire year because it's that time of the year. But we have to realize that the real recognition is not when the lights are on. The real recognition is not when all the folks you think like you are around you. It's when it's you and God, as they say in boxing, mano e mano. Where are you worshiping? What are you? Guess, and this is the other thing. Just came to my mind. you always worshiping something. Y'all not going to like this one. you always acknowledging something because you're either going to give your time to it, you're going to give your treasure to it, or you're going to give your talent to it. And whatever it is, that's what you worship. I know, I'm going to get an email on that. Because whatever it is that you give your efforts to, that is what you worship. I'm talking about the real recognition. So how am I recognizing God with my talents? How am I recognizing God with my time? How am I recognizing God with my treasure? The old days when we didn't have all this digital stuff, they they would say, if you want to know who you worship, and just open up your checkbook and look at your check register and see where the majority of your money is going. Y'all wouldn't know nothing about that because half of y'all didn't even keep a check check register. But anyhow, I ain't going to talk about that today. But my, my point is, the fact is, there are indicators to show what it is you worship. Let us do the real recognition. Recognize God in all our ways. Even if he allows it to rain on a sunshiny day we should recognize that he has wisdom and he knows them plants need that water. Amen. Amen. Even if you get up in the morning and it, because it's raining, your, your, your knee is feeling a little bit stiff because the humidity has changed a little bit and the barometric pressure has caused some things to tighten up in your knee and you got to kind of wobble a little bit. At least thank God for the ability to walk even though it's a hobble. Because as we begin to look at how God is looking out for us, God begins to show us how much he's looking out for us. Yolanda and I were were going through a devotional right now and, and was talking about the fact that in most relationships, there's a person that is looking at situations through Rose-colored glasses where everything is good and everything is beautiful. And, it, and I, I hadn't heard this before, but I loved it when we read it because they said the other person is usually looking through gray-colored glasses because it's always not good because something negative is probably going to happen out of it. But even in the midst of you looking through the gray-colored glasses, you can still thank God for your eyesight. You can still thank God that I got the glasses to even put on. God, I I can't see how you're going to work in this, but I know you're a wonder worker and I know you're going to work this out. Although I'm saying it myself, this thing is getting ready to blow up and break down. I know you can do something in it. But if we begin to acknowledge him in all our ways, he provides us with direction for us to go forward. So I just want to tell us that the real recognition is not when we come together. The real recognition is when you're by yourself. How are you and God talking? Are y'all on a party line? Or do you have to look up his number because you forgot forgotten Because it's not when you dial frequently. I was talking to um, some people and I said how many of y'all remember your your childhood phone number? And they was like I don't remember it. Well see I was blessed to be in the same spot for a whole bunch of years. And so I got that number Down pat, and the other quiet you. Uh, Other thing was, I was sitting there, and I was as I was going through this, I said, "Well, the number that I call frequently, and it was my grandmother's, because she always kept me out of trouble." But I couldn't remember her number as much as I remembered my own number. And I'm bringing that up is that there's some things. That we can reference back to that God has done for us if you can't think of nothing today. Look back over the years. Look over the months. Look at how he's kept you and just say, God, I thank you for keeping me last week. I can't think of nothing today, but God, I thank you for keeping me last year. God, I thank you for keeping me during COVID. God, I thank you for keeping me when I almost was in an accident. And if you begin to just acknowledge him in all your ways, he will provide you direction along your path. The real real recognition is acknowledging God is continually working in your life. And he has given you a way out of the cell, which was the penalty for sin. Sin no longer has power over you. Sin no longer is a penalty that is coming your way because of the sacrifice of Jesus in our lives, which we'll be celebrating in two weeks. With all that being said, I just have to say this last little thing, which is, in order for you to even be involved in the real recognition, to worship God in, the, in spirit and in truth, you have to have a relationship with him. And the only way to establish that relationship is to acknowledge the sacrifice that Jesus paid for you. And it's not a difficult, it's not a hard thing to do. It's it's really quite simple if you think about it. it. Because the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It says, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now, that word salvation, let me take a second on that. The word salvation means to be delivered or set free from. What is it that we're being delivered or set free from? We're being delivered and set free from the penalty of sin, which is death. Because we are set free from the penalty of sin, which is death, Jesus has, is giving us eternal life. And then it, it even makes it even simpler, that says, everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Because God does not desire for anyone to perish, but that everyone will come into everlasting life. God has set everything up for you to be released from that jail cell. He has already paid every price that is necessary for you to walk into freedom. All we have to do is accept it by confessing it. Now, this is not an individual sport. This is a team event. And so what I mean by that is, you make that decision today, we're going to come alongside you and assist you along this journey. Our desire is to help you to become all that God desires for you to be. And so when you make that decision, I want you to contact us at info at godshousecc.com or you can text us at 864 920 Zero 0100, zero zero. let us know that you made that decision today. We will come alongside you no matter where you are in the world. We will come alongside you and assist you along this journey because this is God's greatest gift to you freedom from the penalty of sin. Let us know, and we'll come alongside you. Well, friends and family, that's episode number five. The real recognition is in the books. Let's recognize God in all our ways, and he will direct our path. Even when you stub your toe, thank God that you didn't break it. Because God is good, and his mercies endure endured to all generations. Well, until next week, God's blessings be upon you. In Jesus' name.